Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a fantastic day. As always, leaving a like, leaving a comment, or multiple comments, or subscribing. All of these things are very much appreciated as they do help out the channel. I'm still away. And that means welcome back to another News I Missed where I go over News I Missed because there's always a million things happening in the cryptocurrency space. Therefore, I bring all the extra weird stuff to you here in these videos. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. In a recent interview, former Goldman Sachs executive Raul Pau explained why despite being very bullish on Bitcoin at first, he later came to the conclusion that Ethereum would outperform Bitcoin. Okay. Prior to funding macroeconomic and investment strategy research service Global Macro Investor GMI in 2005, Pal co-managed the GLG Global Macro Fund in London for global asset management firm GLG Partners, which is now called Man GLG. Man. Before that, Pal worked at Goldman Sachs, where he co-managed the European hedge fund sales business in equities and equity derivatives. He is currently the CEO of Real Vision. In the April 2020 issue of the GMI newsletter, Pal explained why he believes that Bitcoin would, which he called the future, could one day have a 10 trillion, that's a lot of money, 10 trillion dollar valuation. In that issue, Powell said that the idea of a $10 trillion valuation for Bitcoin is not so crazy. He said, after all, it isn't just a currency or even a store of value. It is an entire trusted, verified, secure financial and accounting system of digital value that can never be created outside of the cryptographic algorithm. It is nothing short of the future of our entire medium of exchange system and of money itself and the platform on which it operates. That means he definitely has a lot of hope for Bitcoin. Since then, Powell has provided updates on the changes into his crypto holdings. For example, on the 29th of October of last year, he said on Twitter that he was irresponsibly long on Ethereum. Here's the tweet for it right here. He went on to explain, oh, wait, hold on. He said, my view horizon for this part of the trade is six to nine months. If you think about the end of October, November, December, January, that is the exact time that the nine months would be exactly when we are supposed to uh, be getting Ethereum 2.0. He went on to explain what other types of crypto assets he held. He said, I'm not shilling them as they are a big picture future play. I am not looking for quick gains in this strategic Undervalued bet, so don't follow me expecting a bump. I have no interest in that. According to the report, the Daily Hoddle that was published on the 4th of March during a recent interview on Real Vision, Pal talked about his views on Bitcoin and Ethereum had changed since he first got into crypto. He said, when my views on Bitcoin change significantly, I don't think less of it as an asset, but I think about it in the network terms and the community. And I thought the community is not attracting new people. And the job of a network is to attract new participants. And if the network was actively rejecting people, then I thought it was going to underperform, which was surprising to me because I was very bullish on Bitcoin because I thought, look, it's going to have a larger place. And what happened is almost immediately, and it made me change my mind, is the incident. Am I, am, am I reading this wrong or is this not English? 
and it made me change my mind. Is the institution side going? Well, I actually don't this space. What? I actually don't this space, and I started buying ETH. Powell also mentioned that ETH is currently the best bet in the crypto space. He said, this is like the internet. That moment is like, okay, this is a far superior bet. That's why I took that bet. And then I eventually shifted my majority into Ethereum and then took over other bets in the space to express. I have the weirdest headache. Um, so the point is, for those of you who don't know, Raul Powell, we even spoke about this four or five weeks ago at this point. Um, people are a little peeved uh, because Raul Powell was like the biggest Bitcoin bull. Uh, we're now seeing a lot of people. I mean, it's been happening over the years as well. There, I say shifting sides to the Ethereum uh, side of things simply because I think here's my opinion. A lot of major banks are definitely in the cryptocurrency space, but a lot of them um, have announced that if they are into the cryptocurrency space, they're either buying a Bitcoin silently in the background, but that they plan on using Ethereum in some sort of way as a number of other banks are also part of the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance, what have you. So I think we're going to keep seeing this shift. This feels to me like a 2.0 of what happened during the last major bull run up in 2017. It's this really weird like, Bitcoin's great, Bitcoin's amazing, Bitcoin's going to do everything else. But then people hear or see, (laughs) no, I put it to you this way. People see that altcoins sometimes tend to outperform Bitcoin moving up mathematically wise. They also see... Like, I guess maybe the other people, I, I can't explain the other people using it or like we've also been having more discussions of like the flipping or returning into the cryptocurrency space. And I think that this gets people thinking, well, hey, of course, Ethereum could possibly fit, flip Bitcoin. But it doesn't seem that likely, at least as far as we've seen over the last 13 years. But um, what's a very nice way of saying this? Everyone likes their own kind of coins. I don't think they should be belittled in any sort of way. I mean, unless you are like throwing your money into a coin that you know is definitely a rug pull, you know. But I mean, I don't think he's done anything wrong. This has been quite popular news for a while. Uh, Basically, the discussion that Raul Powell has been having and that he doesn't want to be in the Bitcoin side anymore because of whatever. So, yeah, that's the Raul Powell news. Is anyone, like, are any of you actually upset? Like, I mean, like, are you actually, does this, does this deter you from living your best life because this man who you've never met has changed his investment portfolio? Like, do you, like, were you upset when Reese Witherspoon got into NFTs? Probably not. So I don't know why people would be mad at this guy. It just, you know, things, things change. Anyway. That's the former Goldman Sachs executive Raul Powell explaining why he used to be bullish on Bitcoin and now he thinks that Ethereum is going to take over the world news. And yeah, let's move on. Next up, institutional investors are returning to accumulate Grayscale's Bitcoin trust shares as the discount to spot price has risen to nearly 30 Percent since December of last year, some weekly sessions saw investors pouring in between 10 million and 120 million dollars into Grayscale's flagship fund. Meanwhile, the biggest capital inflow 
amounting to nearly $140 million, appeared in the week ending on the 25th of February as shown in the chart below. The idea being, for those of you who have not been here, is that Grayscale's fund is basically kind of a little bit like a de facto uh, Bitcoin ETF. A number of people have been throwing their money over years uh, into their fund as one of the easiest ways to kind of gain exposure to Bitcoin without actually having to hold Bitcoin. As Grayscale became more popular, we saw an enormous amount of other companies, at least 10 who entered the space and basically mimicked exactly what Grayscale was doing. And maybe some of the funds that were there before may have moved to another fund. Maybe they thought their bank was easier to access their cryptocurrency holdings, whatever, uh, through the actual other trusts. And since then, Grayscale's premium on their trust, which was really high before as prices were moving upward, has since slid down. The way that I would understand it would be, I feel like if they're offering exposure to Bitcoin, but at a 30% discount, wouldn't wouldn't you just always buy with Grayscale? Because at some point, it's going to correct itself and it's going to move back up on par or there's going to be a premium as there was before for like over the course of a two-year period. So um, there's still a lot of news floating around that a lot of people still think or hope that Grayscale's Bitcoin trust is going to be uh, turned into a Bitcoin ETF. This is not going to happen. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but understand that the US SEC is special and they have no intent of not only not even trying to help this market, but actually doing what should have been done a very long time ago. So I assume the discount will remain for a while, especially if current world events continue, um, I feel like that would also be a really good excuse for them not to even let one through. Oh, oh no, we can't do it because of events. Anyway, so that's the institutions are, of course, buying more grayscale funds because they're offering exposure to Bitcoin, but at a 30% discount. Uh, I'm pretty sure we were just talking about this like a day or two as well before. We're like, we had news at all these whales. I think they were Ethereum whales. Uh, we're accumulating tons of Ethereum despite the price being so low. And it's like, do you think whales are going to wait until it's at its all-time high to buy? Or do you think they'll wait till the price falls down and then they begin to accumulate in mass? Because that's what, as prices are down, that's just what whales usually... All right. That's the Grayscale Trust GBT discount is near 30% news. And yeah, let's move on. Also in whale news, according to Santiment, market data, crypto whales are scooping up large chunks of XRP with accumulations running into the hundreds of millions of dollars in the last seven days. That is insane. The wild movement in the crypto asset trading volume signals considerable price implications for XRP in the coming weeks. Currently, there are over 350, just 350. 350 whale addresses holding more than 10 million XRP each. Must be nice. The heightened accumulation spree also designates the most that most XRP holders are confident of Ripple scoring a groundbreaking win in the ongoing brawl with the SEC, alleging that they raised over $1.3 billion through an unregistered securities 
offering attorney Joseph Hall, a former SEC official, said in a recent interview that the SEC shouldn't have brought the lawsuit in the first place. Ha! He strongly hinted that Ripple would win, citing the commission's lack of grounds for initiating the matter. He even said the commission's regulatory efforts may be shut down. <sighs> would be nice if we lived in a world where we had actual normal regulations and not this nonsense that the SEC is continuously trying to throw around. Uh, here's the other article uh, from the first article we were just reading. It says XRP whales not holding back as mammoth accumulation spree nears $1 billion. Now, this is, of course, speculation. I do not have a crystal ball like the one that's on the screen. Whenever before historically in the cryptocurrency space, we've seen like, I mean, really crazy heavy accumulation like this. It's normally because someone behind the scenes has some type of information. Once again, this is speculation. I find it very weird or hard to believe that someone or anyone would be accumulating a billion dollars worth of XRP if they didn't believe, think, or know that the price was about to move upward, especially as we get closer to that potential April timeframe that we've been told about before for the XRP lawsuit uh, being settled. I think the previous all-time high was 350, 360, somewhere around there. Still waiting on that mythical $10 XRP. $100 XRP? No, not in the cards anytime soon. But I think if the SEC loses and finally backs down, we are probably going to... If we see anything lower than a $5 XRP like three months after the lawsuit is finished... Anyway, that's the um, apparently... Um, whales are whaling it up, buying tons of XRP in anticipation. I mean, that, that that's a pretty good, uh, you know, payday. It's about a what is it, 500, 600% return if, if things happen. Anyway, that's the XRP whales news. Let's move on. Next up. Binance, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange by trading volume, is moving to boost its fiat to crypto payments technology by launching its own crypto payment provider. What? That's crazy. I didn't see that one coming. The crypto exchange officially announced on Monday the launch of Bifinity. That is B-I and then Finity. I guess Binance Infinity? But, but wow, Binance's official fiat to crypto payment company uh, to connect service providers with the traditional financial system. Buffinity supports more than 50 cryptocurrencies, as one would assume, including major coins like Bitcoin and Ether, as well as Visa, MasterCard and others. The new crypto payment platform specifically allows merchants and businesses to adopt and provide crypto services to their customers via offering buy and sell crypto services as well as API crypto payment integration. This is actually genius. I don't know how I'd... I mean, not that I'm I'm not Binance, but this makes so much sense. So many other payment providers have been trying to uh, integrate cryptocurrencies, get other people to use cryptocurrencies. If Binance especially, if I assume Binance will have the lowest fees... If, if, if the website Binance already has super low fees, I assume this is also going to have extremely low fees as well, which will get more people into using it. And then eventually, anyone who... This is genius. 
anybody who wants to accept cryptocurrencies as a store, because I think Visa, don't Visa and MasterCard charge like 3 to 4% or something like that. And I know some of the other ones charge like 9% if you want to use their little machines. If Binance charges 1%, half of a percent, I don't know how much they're charging, but it would make so much as low as possible. This is kind of genius. This is absolutely genius. Let's see if it takes off. I assume they didn't launch this because they didn't, you know, oh, let's do it randomly. I assume they had some type of indication in the background that people would be using it. Also very interesting, Binance has a lot of partnerships or like semi-partnerships with a lot of banks and institutions. If we start getting news, it's March. By June, if we start getting news by June that tons, five or six institutions and or banks are going to be using Bufinity for their uh, cryptocurrency transactions, I think this will be, be absolutely major then. Once again, why... Doesn't Gemini do any of this? I know I keep talking about them, but I really wonder, like, it's so weird because Binance and Coinbase keep doing everything. I mean, they're launching all these different products and payment things and stuff like that. But for some reason, the Gemini twins don't do anything. So anyway, that's the um, Binance has launched Buffinity. I really have to learn how to say that because I, I feel like I'm saying it completely incorrectly. Buy Infinity? Biff. B-infinity. Is that it? B-infinity. Okay, I'm going to shut up now. That's the uh, Binance sets up its own fiat to crypto payments provider. Genius. You keep all the money in your own circle then. Those people are so rich. And yeah, let's move on. And to finish things off, Metaverse game The Sandbox has recently reached the two mil wow two million registered users mark amid its play to earn season two alpha launch. I have no idea what that is. Season two of the metaverse went officially live recently. Any user is able to freely explore thirty five different virtual experiences, including take a sneak peek at the Snoopverse, which is part of the partnership with the famous rapper and newfound NFT creator Snoop Dogg. Did no one associate Snoop first with Snoop Dogg? They had the okay. The NFT back cryptocurrency game has been in a been a work in progress for nearly four years. Wow! With the latest preview of the game following its long-awaited season one alpha launch, which happened just months ago, towards the end of November of last year, game players can compete in two hundred quests. Wow! And stand the chance to receive an alpha pass NFT, which will reward the owners with one thousand sand. Worth roughly around uh, 3000 US dollars. The Season 2 Alpha launch is part of the project's plan to roll out its metaverse and stages. According to the project's roadmap, the next features will be launched, including a DAO that will give voting power to sand holders, virtual land, as well as avatar holders. If everything goes to plan, these should launch within the next quarter. Two million is a lot. That's a, that's a huge amount of people, especially uh, considering that this is still very niche in the cryptocurrency space. There are, of course, a couple of new people who've gotten into it. Uh, but pulling 2 million registered users, especially after you haven't really been around for that long, that's quite impressive. Uh, it's now Sandbox and Decentraland are the main two who we continuously hear about over and over. Uh, the Sandbox has a lot... Um, I think they have a lot more... The word isn't companies, but like... Who did Adidas partner with? I don't remember, but they have a lot of big name brands behind them now as well. So 
this will be fascinating to see uh, what this ends up becoming over the next couple of years, especially if we get like some, once again, if you haven't seen, what is it called? It's not true life. What is it called? Uh, Real Engine? I think it's Real Engine. The, 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 the video game thing. Look up videos on that and like you, it's almost impossible to tell the difference between real life around me and the actual video game. When we get metaverses like that, I'm basically going to be there all the time. Anyway, that's the Sandbox 2 or 2 million people and Season 2 of the Metaverse has launched news. A lot of twos in there. All right. Let's move on. Uh, why, why, Why do I always forget that? Why do I always forget to launch the thing? I do hope that you've all enjoyed. I do. Jeez, look at the, the transaction difference. Woof. Okay, Raul Powell. Um, I do hope you all enjoyed. I do hope that you all are having a great day, a great morning, a great afternoon, a great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I do hope that it is absolutely fantastic. Thank you all once again for leaving a like, for leaving a comment, for subscribing, or still... Being here listening to me ramble about this weird cryptocurrency space. And I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you.